today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the treasure of Kabir, the Bijak of Guru Kabir. With any kind of serious research into various schools of spirituality, east or west, it's always best to examine direct sources and not simply read what others have said about some historic figure. Good to let the masters be the masters. Who was the Sufi mystic Rumi? Examine his composition known as the Mathnawe. Who was Kabir? Look directly at his poetry, such as the Bijak and related texts, the Sakis, and verses of Kabir included in the Adi Granth. What did Seth Shivdayal Singh teach? Include his Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry on your reading list. What is Gnosticism really about? Read a Gnostic Gospel or the Nag Hammadi Library. Direct sources are the best. This is from the complete Bijak of Kabir, Guru Kabir's mystical teachings on God-realization. Translation and commentary by Dr. Jagasar Das. Kabir says, There are rare persons who obtain the grace of the Master and understand his teachings. The mind engaged in countless forms of worship causes the diamond-like soul to lose its value. The gods, noblemen, and sages are in search of the Absolute. Only a few have found some trace of him. Saki of Kabir from the Bijak. Just as a coded document shows the way to a hidden treasure, so this Bijak shows the way to realize the soul. It teaches such instructive words to the soul, but there is seldom anyone to understand them. Comment from the translator, Dr. Jagasar Das. Bijak means a coded document that leads to a hidden treasure. In this Bijak, Guru Kabir explains the path to that hidden treasure that is within and not visible by the objective senses. He teaches everyone to give up cleverness and argumentation and become humble and accept the Divine Lord dwelling within. The Bijak tells of a treasure, a treasure that doesn't show. The Word tells of a creature, only rare ones know.
four short verses from the Bijak of Guru Kabir. On this riverbank, saints or thieves? You'll know as soon as they talk. The character deep within comes out by the road of the mouth. Dying, 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 the world keeps dying, but none knows how to die. No one dies in such a way that he won't die again, says Kabir. Delusion fills the three worlds, delusion everywhere. Kabir says, and he's thought about it. You live in Delusion Village. What can the poor master do if the student is a lout? Teach until you're blue in the face. You're blowing through bamboo. is hard to attain. You don't get a second chance. Once a ripe fruit falls, it won't jump back to the branch. Just a footnote here, Kabir did believe in reincarnation. But Kabir, as with the other masters, present reincarnation into the human form as being a rare thing, not a guaranteed sure thing that if you have the human form that your next life will also be in the human form. So they present life as a golden opportunity to go for enlightenment now and not blow off life after life with some false assumption that you'll just keep coming back in the human form again and again. Not according to the masters. Human birth is hard to attain. You don't get a second chance. Once a ripe fruit falls, it won't jump back to the branch, says Guru Kabir. A sweet word is a healing herb. A bitter word is an arrow. Entering by the door of the ear, it tears through the whole body. A famous saying of Kabir about satsang, consciously and deliberately associating with the good for we are influenced by the company that we keep, for better or for worse. Says Kabir, keep company with the good, they drive away disease. But the vile ones and the fools drive you insane, night and day.
this is from the Ramaynes section of the Bijak of Kabir. I like that relative who prevents me from going into evil ways and guides me into the righteous path. He is wise who remains on the righteous path. He makes others search and never forgets himself. He is a false guru if he does not show the real path to his disciple. If the disciple gets the grace of the Satguru, then he will worship God. The three worlds are a cage, virtue and vice a net. Every creature is the prey, and the one hunter is death. Says Kabir, they don't listen to wise words and won't think for themselves. Kabir continues to scream. The world goes by like a dream. Within the five elements, a secret thing. A rare one finds the mystery, the proof, the Guru's word. If you know you're alive, find the essence of life. Life is the sort of guest you don't meet twice. Some selections from the ethical Sakis of Guru Kabir. The two outer eyes are gone, and the two inner eyes are lost. Kabir says, when all four eyes are gone, there is no hope of gaining salvation. The outer eyes are to behold the beauty of God everywhere, but people do not see God. The inner eyes of wisdom and discrimination are to lead one to the ultimate truth. All the people accept the dictates of their own mind. The knowledge of God is separate from these, and people do not know it. People accept various gods and religious sects, but do not know God that dwells in their own hearts. People who are sleeping in ignorance have many imaginary dreams. They should wake up and open their eye of wisdom. They would see that their soul is being severely looted. In the end, there is nothing to take or give. Materialistic life is not the reality, but a dream, as all will vanish. The soul is looted by such a life as it loses spiritually. From a transcendental viewpoint, everything is perfect, so there is nothing to add or subtract. Thank you.
says Kabir, unless there is a firm resolve in the heart to attain happiness and final beatitude, there can be no happiness and bliss. Kabir says that in the four yugas of time, he proclaimed the teachings, but people still live with doubt in their hearts. That particular reference was to Kabir's reincarnating in each of the four yugas of time, including during this current yuga age known as Kali Yuga, to found the spiritual path, to initiate souls and create lineages of spiritual masters to in turn initiate others into the path of the liberation of the soul. Kabir is presented as the Adi Guru, or founding guru of the ages, incarnating during each of the yugas or epochs of time. Says Guru Kabir, these sakis are the eyes of knowledge. Understand them well and realize them in your heart. Without knowledge of the sakis, the troubles of worldly existence will not come to an end. Imbibe the essence of the sakis and attain the position of a witness to the truth that is in the heart. The truth is also known as Shabda, or Word. Knowledge of the Sakis puts you on the path of Moksha, puts you on the path of liberation. Says Guru Kabir, only a few are interested in the highest reality. I have traveled in many countries with my mind full of God's love. But when I searched for people whose hearts were filled with God's love, I found that they were scarce. Few are interested in the highest reality, says Kabir. of Kabir. The Bijak is the best known of the compilations of Kabir, and as such is the holy scripture for followers of the Kabir Panth, the path of Kabir. The Bijak is one of the earliest of the major texts in modern Hindi. The Bijak is a kind of satsang template, a kind of document that's read or sung or recited at various satsang or spiritual gatherings in satsangs associated with the Kabir Panth and Sant Mat as well. 
revealing the spiritual path, kind of reaching out to people where they're at, speaking to the world religions, rites and rituals, and all of the problems one is stuck with at first, encouraging souls to begin their spiritual seeking, their spiritual journey, to receive initiation from a master and develop a spiritual practice. So the Bijak is a good introduction to the spiritual path. It's a great document that really speaks to the heart of people where they're at as someone with a Christian background or a Islamic orientation or Hindu background, etc. It speaks to souls where they're at, encouraging them to go within and begin their spiritual journey back home. There is a great book of Kabir now available in English called The Complete Bijak of Kabir, Guru Kabir's Mystical Teachings on God-Realization. Translated into very fine contemporary English by Dr. Jagasar Das, President of the Kabir Association of Canada. Translating the Bijak in its entirety, all of the sections of the Bijak into English and commenting on various parts of the Bijak. It's an impressive work, a true grassroots satsang template of traditional Santmat, wonderful to have, featuring all 11 sections of the Bijak in one volume, the Ramainis, the Shabdas, and the Sakis, as well as the other lesser-known sections. You can find this book at Amazon as an e-book or a regular hard copy paperback book. The term Bijak means treasure or treasure map. In this case, the treasure map of Guru Kabir. Bij means the seed or essence. Bijak means treasure. The Bijak of Kabir is intended to be the treasure map to the essence of reality, our soul and God. Asaki of Kabir, once again, just as a coded document shows the way to a hidden treasure, just so this Bijak shows the way to realize the soul. It teaches such instructive words to the soul, but there is seldom anyone to understand them. From the Principles of Kabir, published in the Ahmad Shah translation of the Bijak. To believe in the one Satpurush, the one God, his bhakti, love and devotion, should be practiced. One God and an approach of love and devotion, or bhakti, as the foundation for that faith in the one God. Have faith in the Master and his teachings. True sadhus should be served. Show compassion and love towards all souls or jivas. Abstain from all kinds of meats. In other words, be vegetarian. No visible object in this world should be worshipped. So, no idolatry. 
do not tell lies, do not steal, do not gamble, do not curse anyone. Repeat Satnam, or the true name, true name of God, Simran of the true name. Practice Bhakti of Sat Parush and teach about him. Sat Parush is a name for the Supreme Being, the true original being, or Supreme Being, and teach about him. Hindu, Muslim, and any other sect can join the path of Kabir. All are welcome. Without the knowledge of Sarshabd, the true sound, no one can attain Jiva Mukti or liberation. Abuse, deceit, jealousy are enemies of Jiva Mukti. Humility is a great virtue. Give thanks for the gift of the Sat Guru, the living master. Without true love of God, the practice of bhakti is fruitless. To read the Sat Guru's words is a great virtue. And finally, the final principle of the Kabir Panth is one should know the Supreme Spirit. One should know or experience God. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Coming up, more from the Bijak of Guru Kabir. Stay tuned. again with some commentary about the principles of Kabir and Kabir Panth listed in this early English language translation of the Bijak of Kabir published many decades ago the Ahmed or Ahmad Shah translation the principles of Kabir and Kabir Panth as these sum up so well the spiritual path. To believe in the one Sat Purush, the one God. Sat means true, eternal. Purush means original being or supreme being. Sat Purush, the one God. And his bhakti or love and devotion should be practiced. There are two, two or three different principles here about love and devotion. It's repeated a few times here in these principles that love and devotion or bhakti are the foundation for the spiritual path as taught by Kabir and his spiritual successors. 
So this path is not a soul travel for people who aren't really into God very much. That would make it a very astral or causal only kind of path. Whereas the Supreme Being is in the eighth plane, high up. And so the spiritual journey is about soul traveling all the way back to God in the higher regions and not just limited to some sort of astral or causal plane excursions. Love is the foundation, love for the Supreme Being. Have faith in the Living Master and his teachings. Sant is a path that believes in living teachers, living masters, to be the embodiment of the teaching and to be the embodiment of the consciousness, the experience of God, the experience of the light and the sound, the experience of being at the level of Satlok or Satchkhand. One can teach intellectually the practices to others, but one can't really impart spiritual experiences to others if they themselves see no light, hear no sound, and are not in a state of oneness with God. They can talk about it, but they will not communicate that through any sort of direct spiritual charge unless they themselves are at that level. And of course, also, a living teacher will challenge you, whereas if you're just reading poetry from past masters, there's sort of a sock puppet effect where you're just getting nice quotes and things, but no one is challenging you, no one is addressing your blind spots, your cultural blinders, not pushing you forward, not challenging you. The Living Master is essential and, of course, communicates to you the meditation instructions at the time of initiation. Back to the principles of Kabir and Kabir Panth. True sadhus should be served. Siva for true sadhus. Of course, a Living Master may be served in various capacities and various ways. Sadhus, however, is a broader term that refers to holy people on a mission for God in different ways. They can be served, helped out, show compassion and love towards all souls, all jivas. This is a path of compassion. To abstain from all kinds of meats, to be vegetarian, or better still, in my point of view, vegan. No visible object in this world should be worshipped. Do not tell lies, do not steal, do not gamble, do not curse anyone. Very Ten Commandment sort of things there. Repeat Satnam, or God's true name. Of course, there are many true names of God that are used in various branches of the Sant tradition. Names of God are the names that are to be repeated. Names of God are the mantras of the Sants. Practice Bhakti of Sat Purush. Once again, there it is again. Love for God as the foundation. And to teach about Him. One really does, if they follow a path, want to talk about that path with others. They just do. They're into the path, you know. It's not just something that 
they focus on during a satsang once a week on a Sunday. It's a path they're into, care about, talk about, study, value greatly. Hindu, Muslim, and any other sect can join Kabir's religion. In other words, everyone is welcome. You may have a Christian background or orientation, an Islamic orientation or background, a Jain background, Hindu, Sikh, etc. All are welcome. You'll find similar statements in the poetry of Rumi. You know, Christian, Turk, Jew, you know, everyone is welcome to follow the Beloved. Without knowledge of Sarshab, the true sound, no one can attain Jiva Mukti, liberation. Surit Shabd Yoga, oneness with the sound of God, theosis of the sound, becoming one with God by contemplating his divine sound is the spiritual practice of the saints. Abuse, deceit, and jealousy are enemies of jiva mukti, or salvation, the spiritual journey, the spiritual path. Humility is a great virtue. Humility, humility, humility. Humility first, humility second, and humility third, as they say. Give thanks for the gift of the Satguru, the Master. Without true love of God, the practice of bhakti is fruitless. There it is again. Without love, you ain't nothing without love. Without love, the path is a dried-up husk, a shell of its former self, a cooling ember. Without true love of God, the practice of bhakti is fruitless. To read the Satguru's word is a great virtue. Focus on the teachings. Again, it's about being into this path. Focusing on the teachings. And finally, once again, one should know the Supreme Spirit. One should know God. One should experience God. Communion with the Beloved. Taking us back once again to love and bhakti is the way. The principles of Kabir the Kabir Panth, the principles of the Bijak of Guru Kabir. More about the Bijak, more readings ahead. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after this break. that ever appeared in the English language for the first time over a century ago was Songs of Kabir. Various Kabir poems arranged by, selected by, culled by the famous Bengali poet Rabindranath Tagore. Songs of Kabir, as well as the book by my past life master, Hazur Maharaj Vaisalagram, a book known as Radhaswami Mat Prakash, 
were the two really early English language books of Saint Maud that made it to North America long ago. This is a reading from Songs of Kabir, and then you'll hear a more recent translation of that poem showing where Tagore got it from. Songs of Kabir, hymn number 47, the Tagore edition of this poem of Kabir. There is a strange tree which stands without roots and bears fruits without blossoming. It has no branches and no leaves. It is lotus all over. Two birds sing there. One is the guru and the other is the disciple. The disciple chooses the manifold fruits of life and tastes them, and the guru beholds him in joy. What Kabir says is hard to understand. The bird is beyond seeking, yet it is most clearly visible. The formless is in the midst of all forms. I sing the glory of forms, says Kabir. Formless here is capitalized and is therefore a name of God. This is a path of Narguna Bhakti, or love and devotion for the formless God. So he is saying that the formless God is in the midst of all forms, and says, I sing the glory of forms. Seeing God in everyone, seeing God everywhere, or everywhere I look, you are. That poem found in Songs of Kabir by Rabindranath Tagore is a great example of a parallel. Here is the Sant Dharam Dasi version of that same poem. It turns up in the Bijak, the Shabda section of the Bijak of Kabir, Shabda number 24, found in Dr. Jagasar Das's translation called The Complete Bijak of Kabir. O seeker, that yogi will be my guru who can explain the mystery of this poem. There is a tree standing without roots, and without producing flowers it bears fruits. It has no branches and no leaves, but reaching the eighth sky it thunders. The petals have no form, and the gourd is produced without flower, and without having a tongue there is the song of God's glory. The singer has no form and no outline, but if there is a Satguru, then he can make him visible. There are two ways of approaching the Supreme, the path of the bird or of the fish, and Kabir says that both are difficult. The Supreme Lord is fathomless, but for that supreme being, I sacrifice everything. That particular version of the poem reads slightly different. It's similar, very close, but there are some differences between the two, for sure. Commentary by Dr. Jagasar Das. 
This Shabda is one of the frequent allegorical teachings of Guru Kabir. In order to understand it, we will need to understand the meaning of the things to which he refers. The tree is that of meditation that has no roots, and this tree bears the fruit of bliss. But there is no necessity for flowers to precede the fruit. This tree has no branches or leaves, but it reaches the eighth sky. The eighth sky is the eighth chakra, being the one above the seven of the traditional yoga teachings. This eighth chakra is called Sarathi chakra, or the Anmuni chakra. The thundering is the Anhad Nad, or divine melody, the sound current that the devotee hears when he or she reaches this highest state in meditation. The chakras are represented as lotus flowers, but Guru Kabir says that the petals of this eighth chakra have no form and is realized as being without flowers. When one is in this meditative state, he does not need a tongue with which to sing the glories of God. This is an inner realization, and it is a state of bliss that amounts to singing the glories of God. In that state, there is no form or outline of realization, for God has no form. But if there is a true Satguru, he can help the devotee to realize the formless God. Guru Kabir is saying that the devotee can approach God-realization in two ways. The first is that of the birds flying free in the air. Similarly, the mind can rise above all the material aspects of life and float into the vast infinity of God-consciousness. The second is the way of the fish, just as the fish cannot live without water, just so the true devotee cannot live without God, and he has an intense longing or yearning for God-realization. Guru Kabir is saying that both of these paths are difficult for the average person to follow. A devotee must have dedication and perseverance and follow the instructions of the Master in order to reach this highest state of meditation in which he realizes the formless God that is manifesting in the whole universe. He states that the mystery of this most exalted supreme being is fathomless and cannot be understood by any rational or intellectual exercise. But for the realization of God, the true devotee is ready to sacrifice everything. In this allegorical Shabda, or hymn, Guru Kabir is referring to the tree of meditation. This is achieved when the mind is subdued and there is no thought in it. There is only a state of pure consciousness. In this state, the devotee hears the divine melody and realizes the formless supreme being within himself. And at the same time, seeing the supreme being present in all things in the universe commentary by Dr. Jagasar Das on Shabda 24 of the Bijak.
You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up. James Bean, producer of Spiritual Awakening Radio, exploring every week at this time the teachings of the saints and mystics, spiritual classics and scriptures, meditation, God consciousness, the path of the masters. If you'd like to receive links to the Bijak, learn more about the Bijak of Kabir, including the new translation by Dr. Jagasar Das called the Complete Bijak of Kabir. Links to other free online translations of the Bijak, such as the Ahmed Shah translation I referred to earlier. And there are a couple of other translations or partial translations of the Bijak of Kabir as well. I can send you links to those. Just send me an email or send me a text message. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or leave a message or send a text to this number 508-603-9381 Visit my website spiritualawakeningradio.com On most every page of my website is a secure yellow PayPal donate button that takes you to PayPal. You can help support this program to keep it on the air and help it expand in the months to come. Also at my website, you can access podcasts available for free. See what I'm doing in the world of social media as well. Spiritual quotes every day or announcements about future programs at Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, WordPress, Blogger, and other sites. Just visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Some background about Kabir before I go. The years of Kabir's birth and death are unclear. Some historians favor 1398 to 1448 as the period Kabir lived, while others argue in favor, uh, coming from a different school of thought, argue in favor of 1440 through 1518 to be the time of Kabir, his birth and death dates. Indian history is a bit of a fog at times, and you get different schools of thought and points of view about just about everything along the way. Some scholars state that Kabir's parents may have been recent converts to Islam, but they and Kabir were likely unaware of Islamic Orthodox tradition and are likely to have been following the Nath Yogi tradition of Hinduism. This view, while contested by some scholars, has been summarized by the great Kabir scholar Charlotte Vaudeville 
who has many books on Kabir and some very fine translations of verses of Kabir herself, Charlotte Vaudeville. Circumcised or not, Kabir was officially a Muslim, though it appears likely that some form of Nathism or Nautism was his ancestral tradition. This alone would explain his relative ignorance of Islamic tenets, his remarkable acquaintance with tantric yoga practices, and his lavish use of its esoteric jargon in his poems. He appears far more conversant with Nath yogi basic attitudes and philosophy than with the Islamic Orthodox tradition. Unquote. I should add, however, that Kabir doesn't seem to be very uh, sympathetic to the Nath yogis. He uses a lot of Nath yogi terminology, but at the same time, he's also critical of the Nath yogis, saying they're too ascetic, athletic. They're combining all of these different hard-to-do, hard-to-practice forms of yoga that the average person, the average householder, can't really do. And so he was critical of them, although very steeped in the esoteric teachings of the Naths. And, of course, he actually has several poems mentioning Garaknath, the most famous of the Nath yogis. So he was very acquainted with the Naths and seemed to come from a Nath yogi world, though critical of it at the same time. Kabir is widely believed to have become the first disciple of the Bhakti poet Saint Ramananda, known for his devotional Vaishnavism. It is widely believed that the Hindu Saint Ramananda had cleverly refused to accept Kabir as his disciple officially, and that's due to Kabir's family being recent converts to Islam. But Kabir very cleverly accepted Ramananda's discipleship by covering himself in a rag and lying on the steps that led to the Ganges, where Ramananda was bound to go for a holy dip in the river when it's dark early before dawn. So the saint accidentally stepped on Kabir with his foot and habitually cried, Ram! Ram, having touched him with his feet. And quoting Hinduism's most holy words, that became Kabir's guru mantra. And that was enough even for the orthodox Ramananda to accept Kabir as his disciple. That account, that paragraph is mostly based on a Wikipedia entry. I don't know if it's historically true, but it sure is a charming story and shows Kabir's determination to overcome these artificial boundaries between religions. And he was so determined to become an initiate of a master that he resorted to such a devious plot. That's such a charming story, suggesting such determination on the part of Kabir in an unorthodox sort of way to receive the Guru Mantra of Ramananda, which is the name Ram, a sacred name of God that's very prominent in the teachings of Kabir and the early Sant tradition of India. A charming story indeed. Hiding on the seventh step in the darkness of early morning before dawn, waiting for Ramananda to come down those steps and step on Kabir. 
so that Kabir might use that as an excuse to say, Thank you, Master, for giving me the name Ram as your mantra. I am now your disciple. Ha ha, surprise. A beautiful story. Thanks for joining me today for Spiritual Awakening Radio.